Folks, welcome into a new episode of the Crowd Assist Podcast presented by Trainwreck Sports. Wake here with your friend, Jake Micah, rocking the goat head jerseys. The OG ones here, this was a hand-me-down for my older brother, not the ones that you'll be buying for $190 at the Sabres store now. But, I mean, like, I can't blame you if you're getting out there. Micah, it, like, of course this is a Bills podcast. We're here to talk about the Bills, but I have never seen so much excitement over a goat live feed. Like it was, it took me a second to realize like, oh, I think I know what they're doing here. I think, I, th- I think Bill, their Sabres social media, they're, they're up there with the Bills at this point. They're my dumbass, my dumbass <laughs> also looked at the feed when yeah. it set was like 22 minutes until the reveal and thought, oh, this is, we're waiting till tomorrow. They're giving us like a 24 hour goat feed. That's crazy. I was like, this is 22 hours away. <laughs> I don't care. I literally texted ty b actually i was like so we are we gonna find out tomorrow like that's what they're telling us and he's and he didn't answer and i think that's why he probably didn't answer because he was like what are you talking yeah, right. about this is like we're 15 mm-hmm. minutes away from this happening um classic so that was ty b. I, he whenever i whenever he and i would do shows or anything together too if he, we were texting like and I, and I had something dumb to say where like something was completely going over my head that he was like you know this guy will figure it out on his own <laughs> <laughs> But um, I also, you know, I'm not spending $190 on a goat head jersey. This is a Pat LaFontaine mm-hmm. goat head jersey. Yep. You've got the this Dominic Kashuk on. Shout out to goalies one, Mike. Got the Dominic yep. Kashuk one here. Yep. Yeah. Daniel would love that. Um, yep. So, yeah, shout out to goalies one, Mike, and Crossing Swords. Obviously, the Sabres are taking on the AHL Arizona Coyotes tonight. So, yes. keep your eyes. You are on a 14-14 game road trip right now. 14. <laughs> Between their their home arena and yes. I know this is not football, but between their home arena, oh, we're we're just we're using positive news that, to delay like, the inevitable news. So let's just yeah, get and you know what? We'll delay it a little bit longer by shouting out our good friends at Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? A very great location at George Urban Boulevard in Depew. Whether it's wine, spirits, they have tastings every single week, so that you can go in there, sample some tequila, sample whatever you want. They always have tastings every single weekend. They want to make sure their customers go home happy. That's just the way Outlet Liquor does it. So if you got Bill's tailgates every weekend, maybe just having people over to your house, make sure your cabinet's stocked up at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Now, okay, let's use this for our outlet. The elephant in the room. Now, it's really not that big of an elephant, despite all of the angry gifts and everything that, that were out there before the news even broke. But, I mean, it, I would say... If it was going to be bad, if it was anywhere close to season ending, we would know about Josh Allen's elbow right now. The good news is that nothing of that nature has really come out. I mean, the Mortensen reports seem to be a little more pessimistic than what's coming out from some other people. Um, some, you know, his kind of say like, you know, it's just more tests, more tests, more tests from what I've seen at least. Um, and, and a lot of other people are saying, you know, the more tests are just precautionary because they want to be safe with their MVP candidate quarterback. I mean, I'm not super nervous about it, just being completely transparent. So I, so I'm ready to be let down and hurt. Um, if he has to miss this weekend, which it sounds like he might not even have to anymore. Uh, great. It's not, well, it sounds like He's not going to let that happen. Yeah, That's it sounds like Josh like, isn't going to let that happen. Yeah. Like, it's not... I mean, yes, you would love to beat 
one of the teams that is an NFC favorite now for the one seed in the NFC at this point in the Minnesota Vikings. You would love to beat them on your home field, especially coming off such a letdown against a division rival. But if there's one game that we can afford to not have Josh Allen for, it's probably this one. Not in terms of the opponent themselves, but just the fact that it's an NFC team. Like we need to, we need to attack losses onto the AFC guys. If he's going to miss one game for the rest of the season and it's this weekend and week 10, so be it. NFC right? team at home too. Yeah. Home, NFC team at home this week. It w- is huge. Especially if, if we get back like Milano and Poyer. All right. So let's, let's, there's so many different ways that we could get into Sunday or this upcoming Sunday where I would still feel optimistic about the bills. Um, maybe that I'll save some of that stuff actually for the other episode, but I do think, I think that you are dead on that. If it was, if it was bad news, it would have been the leaks wouldn't be that he's going to try to play through it. Right. There would not have been that because the bills and people have made good points about this. The Bills are not a closed lip place because we obviously knew they had interest in running backs and yep. being talked through it, whatever else. I don't care what he says about that. If the scouts were going to do it, then there was at least rumblings with the organization like we should be doing this research. He admitted to calling about McCaffrey, whatever. Yep. This is just different different examples of how they have worked with the media in past. Everyone's like, oh, nothing gets out from the Bills, so you can't listen to anybody. That's not true. But not they are everything very, gets out. Like, we have they, one example, like the Von Miller signing didn't get out whatsoever. And no. just because of that one But there were instance. rumblings that he was – he the Bills were mentioned among him for some some teams. But they, mm-hmm. use, the, they, they use all the same report. This is just, like, I think yeah. good lessons for if you're following, you want news on the Bills, knowing where to look and where to go. They yeah. use the similar sources from each network, and they don't use them usually back-to-back. Like, if Jeremy Fowler makes a report – He's yeah. not going to have the next one. The next one's going to be Tom Pelissero. Or Jay and then Blazer. the next one's seems gonna to be, be on the Jay Glazer. Yeah. yeah. And then the, like they dispense whenever they dispense information to the media, it is always okay, we're going to go to NFL mm-hmm. Network, then we're going to go here, then we're going to do that. So that's yeah, how it's why so intentional. Got, mm-hmm. That's why we've gotten it this trickle out like we have for the last couple of days. Like the initial report yesterday from Rap Sheet. That you think there's any coincidence that that report came out as the same time that our group chats were all blowing up about the Twitters going crazy, right? Like it was literally like an hour after yeah. the initial tweets went out. The Bills saw that too and were like, all right, we need to get something we... out there. Raps, Raps about to be on Pat McAfee. Let's text him right now and give him what we know and go from there. Like seriously, like I think that That's they are literally what it was. doing it. And mm-hmm. so I'm with you. I think that it's probably better news than like the worst case scenario, but there's, he's hurt. Like something's definitely wrong. He's yeah. he's if it's a I don't think it's gonna be a tear. It's probably a sprain or something else. And that's why they're going through this huge amount of tests. I know they mentioned something about an ultrasound to yeah. check the nerve endings and everything. Hopefully else he's like not that. pregnant. That would Hopefully be that not would be a disaster. That would be weird. That I I hear that's a nine month timeline to recover from at the minimum. Is yeah. what I've heard. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not an expert on on, I wouldn't, on that. But he wouldn't be good for the playoff run at all. If that was yeah. The case. Hopefully we'd get him back for the beginning of next year. Um, yes. I think we could say we could do that. And, uh, and the future quarterback. Josh well, it Allen depends on what the Bills paternity policy is, actually. So, yeah, mm. we'll get back to you guys. We'll do some yeah. research. I feel like they have oh. a good paternity leave policy. I feel like they do. <laughs> I feel like they treat their employees right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Alan, yeah. what I do think 
is you said you don't that you'd be fine with him missing one game missing this week i i think right now no matter what the severity of his injury is if it's i think sit him if there's a time where he can rest and it can benefit him sit him for the month of november and don't even think about it until the patriots game because after if he plays in that game off it would be 23 days rest yep if he plays in that game he gets nine to ten days rest afterwards for the dolphins game because that will be a sat thursday to saturday or sunday and if you even want to do it better and give him just a regular week of prep just sit him for that patriots game too and he comes Mm -hmm. back and so it's four games and i I, like i said i'm gonna save some of my case keenum stuff for thursday because i got a lot of positive case keenum stuff coming don't don't you worry but (laughs) i do think that it's very realistic like you said if the defense is back to full form and i mentioned this also in our in our group chats and stuff last night case keenum would have been the best drought quarterback i would take this team and case keenum a a lot of times against a lot of teams in the nfl knowing what he can do knowing if the offense can be put into decent spots and knowing what this defense can be at their full potential and how many times we've seen them steal games or be close in games that they don't have business being close in. Imagine some of the, there's been some bad Josh Allen quarterback games, 2019, 2018 year where the defense kept them in that game and that they had no business being in. And I think that they could do that again for a stretch of four games if they really, really needed to. So I think even worst case scenario, Josh has to miss some time that this team is well equipped to cover for that amount of time. Yeah, I definitely do agree with that, especially getting Trey White back the first time all year that we wouldn't be starting a rookie corner, probably, Um, especially going up against Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and even KJ Osborne to a certain extent. And now newly added TJ Hawkinson, who had a phenomenal debut with the Vikings. Um, you, you know, I, I would love to see Jordan Poyer come back and get Jaquan Johnson out of a starting role. I have a feeling even if Jordan Poyer isn't back, maybe that injury is a little more serious than we would hope for. I think DeMarlo just comes in and actually starts. I mean, we saw Naeem Hines really only got involved on some returns, not a ton of offensive snaps. I don't know if he really had any. Four, um, four snaps four, he had. Four yeah. snaps for him. Okay, yeah, so thank Josh you. Missed um, him. Josh missed him on what could have been a touchdown throw down the sideline. Okay, so, so I mean, you know – I. I that's that's a whole other thing is Josh has had a ton of misses lately. And I mean, they're just horrifically uncharacteristic of him. Um, you know, just just guys sitting between him and the pass catcher and him just throwing it to that guy sitting underneath it instead of going over his head. And it's not like it's a difficult throw. That's something that he's been doing with relative ease for a very long time now. Um, you know, I just, I hope that he's just in his head. Like there there are, I wish there were, I wish the interceptions he's been having were he's trying to make a play when we need it and not what the hell is he thinking on this throw? You know, he's not taking anything easy. He didn't take anything easy on Sunday at least. Mm -mm. And, um, I think I read a good in the Buffalo news today, um, had a great breakdown of every week. They have a great breakdown. I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. Um, but does a great breakdown of the quarterback play for the Bills every week. And just breaking down. And it was things that – there was a couple plays that I remember watching live and being like – like there's a play where he throws deep and misses Gabe. Like it's not even close. He's They're, yeah. they're running deep crossers or whatever. 
And you can see on the broadcast thing, when I remember saying it out loud to myself, Knox is in the middle. Knox was wide open in the middle of the field for like a seven yard gain. And it was a second down play. And it, it's, it was moments like that. He had checkdowns that he just looked off and tried to make plays downfield. Yeah. What, what I really think a lot of that has to do with is this is an indictment on Ken Dorsey, who's running into his set of his first set of real growing pains as an offensive coordinator. Dable as the offensive mind and genius that he is now labeled in the NFL. We remember the early days of Josh Allen and the early days of Brian Dable. It was not all roses and, and butterflies. Mm, not, and all biscuit, this stuff. not all biscuits and gravy. Over not there, all no. biscuits and gravy. There was <laughs> no. moments where people were calling for Dable's head week in and week out. They didn't like the play calling. There mm -hmm. was growing pains there. There are growing pains happening with Ken Dorsey right now. They're looking yeah. too much down the field. The Dawson Knox has not been involved in the offense in any meaningful way. And that I don't think is an indictment on Knox as much as I don't think ways so to scheme him open. And mm -hmm. Gabe, same with Gabe Davis and and Isaiah McKenzie the last couple of weeks. Right now, go look at the Bills receptions. If you are a fan and don't know what their receptions look like for their team, it's there is ugly. Two people above 20 receptions, and one of them is not a wide receiver. That mm -hmm. is horrible. See, I started to realize like, wow, we might actually have a problem at wide receiver when I did the factor fiction for last week, because you thought that the fiction, and it was something that was alarming to me when I put it together, you thought the fake statistic was that the Jets had more 200 plus yard receivers than the Bills did. And mm -hmm. the numbers on that going into last week's game, and I'm not looking at pro football reference or anything right now, but the Jets had six going into last week's game and the Bills mm -hmm. had one. Literally one, and it's Stefan Diggs. And there was someone on WGR today saying like, oh, for some reason, Gabe Davis isn't commanding the targets that we thought he would. Well, okay, wait a minute. I mean, sure, he's not commanding a ton of targets. He's on pace for, I think, somewhere around do you want, like to, do you want me targets? to read the targets to you? Because this is why, this is what's terrifying and I think is the indictment yeah. on everything. No, read it. But 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 before you do, like, it, he was saying this to show up in the Bulldog, but they didn't at one point interrupt him and say, well, you know, Gabe Davis has been dealing with an ankle injury and missed a whole game and was out for like a half of another one at one point too. Like he hasn't, the targets have been there. He's catching below 50% of his targets. Like mm -hmm. he has two, what does he have four catches on 12 targets in the last two weeks? Mm -hmm. That's that's pitiful. He's, you saw the Matt Waldman clip that was going around. He's fucking clapping. He's a monkey with symbols in his hands instead yeah, of just bad. catching the, and doing this. Catch it like an 11 year old playing touch football in his backyard. It's those safe. are bad it's habits. Those yeah. are bad habits creeping back up for Gabe that he yeah. has had since the beginning of his career, has mm -hmm. talked about and tried to work on. And it's in those moments it, that that whole game was a manifestation of the offense's bad habits, right? Like yeah. it was it was mm -hmm. Gabe's bad habits, Josh's bad habits. Um, Single Terry not being able to bust off a run, McKenzie falling down before yeah. he catches the ball. Like it was it was it was almost laughable, honestly. Um, to go hard with the targets. Yeah, sorry. Stefan Diggs. Been, yeah. No, that's okay. Because <laughs> Stefan Diggs has 60 receptions on 83 targets right now. Oh my God. And the next highest target is Gabe Davis, 38. Singletary, 35. McKenzie, 30. Knox, 27. And then nobody else has... Shakir and Cook have 13 and 12. And <clears throat> that's the last meaningful amount. Diggs yeah. is doubling everybody. That's just because Diggs is... This is not a scheme. This the scheme is not 
helping the offense right now. The players are. Stefan Diggs yeah. and Josh Allen are just cooking because they're better than everybody else. That's, That's what shows it. me from their offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. It's literally that, except I would argue that their top trio of receivers is way better than what we have right now. I mean, Gabe Davis's catch rate is 48.5%. Somehow it's not the worst that we that we have on this team either. I mean, it's the worst of anybody who's seen meaningful targets. Anyone with more than 13. And um, to your point here that you brought up, and I don't know if you have a point about this too with Odell. I, I don't, I never have a point, but... <laughs> I think no, I, I bring this yeah, full circle, mm-hmm. bringing this full circle. The reason Josh Allen is going to play this week probably is because they do need Odell Beckham. And if he's hurt, why would Odell Beckham sign with the Buffalo Bills? Love that. Yeah. So no, can, go. I, I want to hear what you think about Odell and just the receiver and that, because I have a lot of feelings mm-hmm. about that in general, but you brought it up here. But when I clicked back over the screen, saw mm-hmm. that and just think that that's, yeah. That's what the really that is the underlying story with this team is the receiver production and what else is going on. And that might be a motivating factor for Josh to want to be on the field, because if it's Case Keenum this week, is Odell really going to is Odell signing on for Case Keenum? No, no, (laughs) it's just not going to happen. He might love Diggs. He might love Von Miller, but I just don't see that happening. But what do you what do you got? I mean, I think it is an absolute no-brainer, yes. I mean, you see what's going on here. Isaiah McKenzie is, he was a fun idea. Can you say that about him? Say one nice thing about Isaiah McKenzie. You can say it was a fun idea, but there's a reason. Our guy Ryan Sullivan is running victory laps this week about Isaiah McKenzie. And and he deserves to. I mean, like, how often do you hear, like, there are guys in the summer that you know break fantasy football twitter right and isaiah mckenzie was one of them and like this is the best looking receiver he's looking better than gabe davis who caught four touchdowns and set an nfl record in a playoff game he's looking better than stefan diggs who you know was the receiving champion just a year prior like when you hear that about someone who we got off the practice squad and was like a former fifth round pick, I believe. And he couldn't latch on with the Broncos when they had no receivers to their name whatsoever. Like he's a fine player. He's a fine gadget guy. He's like a Mecole Hardman light. And you know how I feel about Mecole Hardman. Like I, he is, he's what he is. He's fast when he's not messing up. He's an asset, but he has been shooting this team in the foot more than he's been helping them like my friend's girlfriend Allie said you know i think he has to break up with his girlfriend or something because he's just got to play better and i'm like Allie, i think you're fucking right i think he does have to break up with his girlfriend like i don't know that's like whatever's going i like the, that's my favorite thing about getting naheem hines in here at least is that he is our new slot receiver he is our new isaiah mckenzie Hopefully, or yeah. at least we can test it out and see how that goes mm-hmm. imagine a linebacker trio and a slot corner, however they do it, trying to cover Dawson Knox, Josh Allen running the football, and Naeem Hines coming out of the backfield for a pass on the same play. That's an impossible task if we start to utilize Dawson Knox how he can. Now, back to OBJ, though, he should be our slot receiver. He should be. We shouldn't be running out a, a special teamer or like a, or a return. No disrespect to Naeem Hines. I love the player. But we shouldn't be running out a return man and running back as our slot player. If we have Gabe Davis on the outside bodying guys 
you know, a 50% catch rate doesn't look so bad if he's catching 50-50 balls, honestly. Have Stefan Diggs on the other outside, and then OBJ in the middle, that could be the scariest trio of receivers outside of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. And they're saying he wants term. I'm looking at spot tracker at, uh, yeah, right now. Yeah, okay. The Bills are projected to be negative 11 mil on the cap next year. But we know that that's not ever accurate until the okay, day Okay, but, and also... If they're going to pay a wide receiver next year, even if you're thinking about term, do you really want to give Gabe Davis a extension that's, going into next year? That's right the now? other thing. Has and he earned I an extension? And 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 you know, my group chat has been really like actually fighting about Gabe Davis the past few days. And my one friend is saying like, "How can you say all this about him when he got four touchdowns in the playoffs last year?" I'm like, "Okay, how does four touchdowns? I knew this last game January. was going to." That, yeah, that's right. the thing. How does, that game how has four, clouded yeah. everybody on what Gabe Davis actually. That was what mm-hmm. we all knew. It's like what, it's like what happened to Brock Osweiler and Tim Tebow. Like like yes. they have a few great games, and then people think, oh yeah, no, these guys can be perennial long term quarterbacks. Like you know, when I don't really think- that game that game might have just been Stefan Diggs is getting triple covered, and Josh is going to th- get Josh is going to make you score touchdowns. Yeah, tonight, Josh Gabe. is putting it on the money when you are <laughs> to your point. You're to, to, to Gabe Davis's credit, he's make he's breaking defenders' ankles out there too. He was on their second corner, whoever the hell it was last year. Rashad, mm-hmm. no, not Fenton. I can't remember. But uh, you know, he he's wide open, and Josh is just hitting him when he's wide open. Credit to him for getting into that position to be able to make that play. It's not easy to do in the NFL. Catching four touchdowns, whether you're standing ass naked in the end zone or you know mossing someone, no matter what, it's difficult. But we need to think about what's helping and hurting this team right now and not what almost won us a playoff game in January. And if you sign Odell Beckham long-term in lieu, or not even long-term, for a two- or three-year deal, in lieu of extending Gabe Davis, that's where that money comes off the books. Because I feel like Brandon Bean was already kind of banking on, okay, you know what? I feel like we're going to be re-signing Gabe Davis if he can keep this up. You need a backup plan, and your backup plan can't be you know, drafting a rookie next year. Why not get a backup plan right now, this year that can help you now and give you insurance for the future? And let's say you do want to re-sign Gabe For Davis, a team, for, for a team, team that who is in- next next year is still going to be a win now Super Bowl team. Like even we're if not they- leaving that mode anytime soon. <laughs> like that's, that's the thing. Everybody's so laser focused on this year, just because mm-hmm. obviously it's the present moment, everything else. But Brandon Bean is not going to think that way. And if they overpay for Odell Beckham and it costs them maybe not not being able to re-sign Gabe Davis or whatever else, other moves that they would have to make to do this. Yeah. And I don't even know if it's possible they could fit this into their cap today. I don't know. That's not mm-hmm. what I'm talking. I'm just talking about the team building thing of it. It yeah. is for it is that they believe that he's healthy enough that can and he can still contribute at an elite level beyond this year because this team is going to contend for a Super Bowl again next year with most yeah. of the same roster. And mm-hmm. what I mean, really, you're looking at it. It's Gabe. It's Gabe. Current Gabe, day Gabe Davis, like you said. Yeah. Like you, like you're just laying out, and whatever they hear about Odell and see it in their medicals with him. And it's obviously a risk, but both are kind of risks. That, like, which one both is both a risk? Which is most one is an is injury risk, risk and one is a performance risk. And I would rather take a risk on the better player who could get put on long term IR and won't count on the books for a little bit 
you know, right? I, I you know, t- talked. I feel like if we knew that Gabe Davis or that the Bills couldn't afford Odell Beckham, Greg Thompson would have told Bills Twitter, and we would all have like, we all would have completely abandoned the idea right now. No, they've said they. We know. Genius. I know they had like ten around ten million saved for this year, and it's mm-hmm. obviously been for this scenario like it's, yeah it's, no they it's planned on adding or 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 the only other thing will fuller maybe i could see it i wouldn't hate it i wouldn't love it or if brandon cooks negotiates a release from houston that is somebody that would yeah. really that would be what we could do really well in this offense um that would be really fun but i just think odell odell is on his tour He's supposed yeah. to get fully cleared this week. Yep, he was, had his podcast on mm-hmm. Monday, and the first team that came out of his mouth was Buffalo. And you can say whatever you want. He didn't rank yeah. it in order or anything. Yeah, but, but it's a Freudian slip if it's a slip of anything, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. And the Cowboys, you're just looking at their other suitors. Cowboys don't make sense. They're gonna pay, they're gonna pay Zeke and CD Lamb and Dak. And mm-hmm. Odell, I just and don't Micah see Parsons that happening. in a couple and years. Parsons, well, Parsons is going to break. He is going for a defensive player. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they will. I mean, Jerry Jones. We know that he'll 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 swing his old shrivelly dick and his his wallet wherever the hell he can. But I mean, no, no, I really don't no. think they can afford it. The Packers, they just lost. Why would he the go Lions. to the Packers? Why, Why would, would he, he go, go to the Packers? Right and then Why who was the other one? The Chiefs? No, the other one was the Giants. The Giants, and he's just saying that because he loves New York and wants and the, that is and wants that fan line. base and wants that fan base to still love him. Mm-hmm. So they being like, like, "Hey guys, I wanted to come back to you. I really yes. did." Like, I, I, I and feel so, like the Giants are almost the backup plan if Josh Allen is hurt. And I that's feel like why, that's what it is. That's why Josh Allen has to play this week. And that's in his why mind. he has to In play. Josh's mind, at least. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Josh is like, this is not, if I don't play this week, it's not just letting the team down by not mm-hmm. being on the field, which we know from McDermott yesterday. He's like, if Josh can be out there, he's going to be out there. Like, that's yeah. that's the competitor he is. And we've all known that anyways, too. But it's not just that. It's, it's probably, in his mind, a bigger deal. He's like, if I'm hurt, we don't get this guy what does it mean for our team even when i'm healthy later in the year if we don't mm-hmm. have odell what does this team look like what do these receivers confidence look like if they go four weeks with case keenum and the offense just sucks and exactly. everybody's bad and Diggs is frustrated on the sidelines and and gabe and isaiah are doing that what does that do to the team's mm-hmm. confidence for josh coming back and he has to build that back up like i said i still think they can be you look at this stretch of four games that he could potentially be out. It's this game against the Vikings. Yep. That's a tough game no matter what. We've known that all year long, basically. Everybody been circling up this one. The Browns and Lions are very... Dude, it's the Browns and the Lions. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> I wasn't even trying to... Wasn't even going to make a joke about it. I was going to be but legitimate. It writes itself. Just look at those two It teams. writes itself. Yeah. It's right there. <laughs> It's right there. The Browns and Lions. You should, with the roster the Bills have in Case Keenum, should be able to beat both those teams. And then, obviously, division game in New England always going to be tough. But we know what we know what we can do against New England, and we know what their offense looks like. Like that yeah. game, it might end up nine to three, but I I don't expect Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi mm-hmm. to be moving the ball down the field against the Buffalo Bills. Same with Goff. Same with Brissett. The the Browns game slightly worried about just because they've been so efficient running the ball 
That's um, the thing. Nick Chubb there. could run for 250 yards on he this He could, defense. yeah. So, and we haven't even if, talked about the defense, and we're not going to get to it in this show. But, like, man, no. that'll well, be this is all – we didn't even talk about the Jets game, which now – the or talk about the fact that the Bills are 6-2 and two and the Dolphins and Jets are both 6-3. and three. And, yeah. I mean, it's just – it's like – I was I compared it to a monkey paw yesterday because – you're, mm-hmm. If we would have tied before the season, six and two, we beat the and we beat the Titans, we beat the Chiefs, we beat the Rams, we beat the Ravens. You would have yep. been like, "What? How is that possible?" Yep, your losses are to the Jets and Dolphins. I think we all still would have taken it, but it just yeah. hurts so much more that it's the Dolphins mm-hmm. and the Jets, the and only that the division thing- is in. We thought uh, Bulldog said this earlier on the radio. He's like, "We thought the division was going to be an afterthought." And now we have now it's like the we're gonna be thinking about it all year long. We have all the wins out for the one seed that we need, but we we could end up if we lose this week, could end up the seven seed looking next week. Mm -hmm. That's real. That's That's real. The Dolphins can be in first place this weekend, people. I'm sorry that that's very negative, but it can be. And not just first place in the in the AFC East, in the AFC. AFC, they could be in first place. Yeah. So um don't love that at all (laughs) i mean i've i've been waiting ever since the new playoff format i've been waiting for a year where an entire division makes the playoffs like i think that would be the most exciting thing ever like just a great playoff to have um but i don't want it to happen like this not like this micah um all right. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I want to talk about, if anything, was that the offensive line fucking stinks on the right side. But we can save that for uh, for Thursday's show when we have the Queen of Vikings Twitter on. So royalty Ooh. will be in the house. Yeah, royalty, Queen of Vikings Twitter royalty. will be joining us. Yep, and uh, and and she she did tell me that um, she feels that the bill or that you know bills fans and vikings fans are kind of kindred spirits and that this is really yes you know I, it's gonna be a very it's gonna oh be so a very she's really gonna matchup. she's really gonna understand also the fact that our quarterback is gonna get hurt on a potential super bowl winning team but uh, then Brent she's Favre. also gonna completely and predict Dante her Culpepper. team to lose to the duo that All won right. them the minnesota miracle guys that's that's the biggest thing is if josh allen is hurt there is Think of not the a better week for it to happen than the Diggs revenge game with Case Keenum stepping in. And also, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Frank Reich getting fired. Sorry, Frank. I miss you. I hope you're on the Bills staff next year, honestly. But there, there is now needs to be a spiritual Frank Reich in the NFL. And the way Frank Reich's role, how did yeah. Frank Roll rise to prominence in the NFL? By being a backup quarterback and coming in, relieving a Bills starting quarterback for injury and leading them to a Super Bowl or helping lead them to a Super Bowl. I'm just saying it's the same day. It's the same day. It's the same day that it happened. Why is it the same day? I'm just saying Case. Case is probably, I said he's probably the most legendary backup in the league right now. No fits. Frank Reich held that role before. Who's, who's Who's more legendary than Case? I don't know if this is I me froze. or you. Okay. No, my internet fucked up. Yeah, but but I think you're right. I was stunned. I was speechless anyways. So nothing would have been different if my Wi-Fi was working. That's that's my um, positive vibes no matter what. Yeah. No matter what. No, we need we need a Jake Micah positive vibes check at the end of every show now. 
um and, and saying that i think that's a good way to end this i mean you know we'll get into more of the nitty-gritty of, of the this turned into a giant vent sesh about gabe davis that's obj and Josh Allen's arm, but I know that's what everybody else is doing within, like at their school lunch tables or at the water cooler. Just need to talk it out. Whatever the hell you're talking, you just got to talk this shit out. And that's what we're here for. If you have any more thoughts on Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, OBJ, the defense, which we unfortunately did not get to, tweet at us at Crowdassist Pod or tweet at Trainwreck Spurts at Wake Jackins. You changed your handle. What's your new handle? It's not your friend Need underscore Jake, Jake anymore. The Just Jake, the, so you are yeah. the Jake Micah now. Okay. Well, I still can't get Jake Micah because Jake Micah, that little bastard, mm-hmm. has had the account since 2011 and hasn't guy. tweeted. Um, Elon, the fuck, bro? Get get Jake Micah out of here. Maybe, about maybe all the guys. dude, wait. Yo, this might be how I get Jake Micah, though, because Elon actually might just be like, this account has these accounts that haven't tweeted since 2013. Let's get them mm. off the server. Elon might be doing me a favor soon. Mm. I'm gonna just okay. mess. I'm gonna just mm-hmm. at Elon every day and be like, "Hey, can yeah. you remove at Jake Micah and see if he does it?" I feel like his style of CEOing is just like reading his mentions, and I think that's. I feel like he's just a glorified customer service rep at this point who never has the right answer. But you know, it's making for entertaining Twitter. Like he said, Twitter usage is up forever or, or up to the highest point it ever has been. I mean, I wasn't a fan of the news, but I'm entertained. Are you not entertained? I'm entertained. It's, it's it's whatever. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, right. It is. It's, yeah. I'm not paying for Twitter though. So no, there's nothing we can do happening. about it except sit there and, and laugh yeah, at what are all we the gonna bullshit. Do? That's so, what we were yeah. talking about it in a very serious conversation at my job the other day. And I was like, let's be honest, it ain't gonna change nothing for me. And I think people were shocked by that. I'm like, it's just it isn't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if he keeps just like being so passive aggressive about it, and then someone makes a new Twitter. Like a new social media app. I'll probably join that one and see what's up. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll follow wherever the birds fly, you know? Yep. You know, it's winter and they might be migrating. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see what happens. Someone's yeah. making a new Twitter at some point. Maybe we should do that. Why the hell? Honestly, I'll just start do start a shared Google Doc. And that's that's that'll be that'll that's be Twitter. our new Twitter. <laughs> that'll be our new Twitter. <laughs> just people, people just adding shit in. Yeah, or like t- just tagging people. An- anonymous hedgehog is saying "fuck your mom." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man, okay, that that's that's this is that's, that's it. That's the Saber, the Sabers have dropped the puck, yeah. so let's get to the Sabers game. Hell Go yeah. follow All Crossing right. Swords for your Sabers yep. coverage and two goalies, one Mike, both doing great work over there. Yep, and of course, shout out our friends at Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. I know you're tailgating this weekend. It's going to be snowy. You're going to need to be warm. Go to Outlet Liquor. They'll keep you warm this weekend. I've gotten a fair share of Fireball from there, so I know someone mm. else. Or Jack Fire, you know, if for the more sophisticated taste. For myself, <laughs> Jake Micah, all of Trainwreck Sports, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you on Thursday.